Good Wednesday morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. I'm Brooks Brewer, and I'm glad to have you with us for the show today. We're going to brief you and what's happening in the world of current events and news and all the good stuff out there. It's uh, it's going on every day. Something new and crazy. Welcome to the program. We do podcast this sucker. We put it out there. It's uh, it's all over the place. It's called Brewers Briefing. You might have caught that, and we'd love for you to 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 like it and share it and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, hey, get involved in the program today by giving us a call on the brew lines or a text on the Windy Chevy text line. The number is the same. It's 918-756-3646. Text or call. We'd love to hear from you this morning, even if it's just good morning. Hi, David. How are you, partner? Welcome to the program, sir. Glad to have you in here as well. Wednesday, December twenty quickly approaching to 2024, which is going to set up to be a, a crazy and wild year from what we're hearing. And uh, so we'll see, won't we? We'll, we'll take a look at it. What's the weather doing outside? Let's see what we got. What do we got? What do we got? 46 degrees, fairly warm, lots of overcastness, lots of clouds out there. Going to be 59 today, mild. South winds 15 to 25. Cloudy tonight and 46. Tomorrow, a slight chance of an afternoon shower. That's going to increase as the day goes. 61 for the high tomorrow. A chance of rain tomorrow night, 80%. That continues all day Friday, 80%. Uh, Friday night, it's gone. Uh, high on Friday, 59. 49 overnight. The weekend, 40% chance of showers Saturday. 64, very warm. 90% chance of rain Saturday evening, down to 52 Sunday, the rain continues. 90% chance of rain on Sunday, 66. Pretty good chance of rain Sunday night. And then we have Christmas Day, 56 degrees, partly sunny skies. No rain. That's good. You don't want a rainy Christmas. It's either got to be white or nothing, right? So north winds 15 to 20. Christmas Day, 56. Monday night, Christmas night. 31, and uh, Tuesday, mostly sunny and 47, much cooler right there. So anyway, so so uh, Christmas Eve, 40% chance of rain, not too bad. A lot of people getting out doing everything on Christmas Eve. That's, that's how it seems to go. It seems like most people do things on Christmas Eve. Like Christmas Day, you're just kind of hanging out and chilling, not doing anything. Is that the way it is in your family? I just, it's the way it doesn't seem like in ours. It's always been Christmas Eve. And Christmas Day, you're just kind of chilling. Anyway, to the... Windy Chevy text line. Uh, we have a a text. It's a uh, it's a something something here. Let's just click on it and see what it is. It's a link to a Facebook post. Um, and so we may have have to look at this. Yes, okay, we'll take a look at that. We got Tony sending me stuff this morning. I, I haven't had a chance to watch all that yet, Tony. I will. Uh, I'll try to get to that. And thank you for sending me stuff. Hey, that's that's great. You guys. Use that text line for all kind of stuff. And there's Fayroy, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's on this side of the dirt. Morning, buddy. Back at you, partner. Hope you're doing well. Appreciate you you coming in here this morning. So, so all right. So, so we got all that. Everybody good? Everybody's ready to jump into this crazy world of news, current events? Gee, many Christmas. I don't even know where to start. Um. Man, I got to read that story right there, though. That is, I'm going to read that on the break. Let's see. All right, so let's 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 do this. We're gonna we're gonna have to jump into this news. It is the biggest. This this happened yesterday evening. I'm sitting down, me and mom and, and the family, kind of we're just chilling by the fireplace, probably having an adult beverage of some sort, reading our news. We have our iPads. Mom's got her iPad. I got my iPad. Reading checking out stuff. And then X starts blowing up, formerly known as Twitter. And it was blowing up, blowing up all the same news. One story after the other, after the other, after the other. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's all about Donald J. Trump and those uh, pot smokers over in Colorado. I guess their Supreme Court is just high. They just smoking crack. Maybe they've moved on to crack. I don't know what they're doing over there, but they have lost their minds. The The Colorado Supreme Court, as you may know by now, you may not know. Maybe this is the first you've heard of this. The Colorado Supreme Court disqualifies Donald Trump from the state primary 
election under U.S. constitutional insurrection provision. The, uh, the ruling makes the, the, the state the first in the nation to remove Trump from the ballot, a decision that is certain to stir up a major battle in the Supreme Court. <laughs> you can't believe the pushback from this. Now, right now, now, Donald Trump has not been convicted of any insurrection, but they've already made their decision. The Supreme Court of Colorado, not the, you know, not SCOTUS, but just the Supreme Court of Colorado has ruled that uh, the president participated in an insurrection against the United States and they, they just kicked him out off the ballot. And it's, it's what they've done. They've already made the decision. It's already done. And it, so it's just blowing up everybody. I mean, we got a ton. So I don't know if we'll be able to cover it all. Of course, there's too much, too much talking about it. Too many people. And every attorney that I've seen online is like, this is so bogus. Never going to stand. This will never stand in the Supreme of the Supreme Courts. And then they'll make to be look like a bunch of fools that they are. Kicking him off. I mean, I'm thinking by from what I'm seeing from all the blowback, I mean, it's a lot that no other state will, will try to do this as well. Now, <laughs> you know how crazy those leftist people are. They probably will. Oh, look at Colorado. We can do that too over here. We will just keep him off the ballot if we kick him off the ballot and then the Republicans can't vote for him and then he can't win. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what happens in the banana republics of the world and the other <laughs> communist places. This you know, I don't know. I haven't seen any Democrats up in arms yet. There may be some out there that are raising a stink over this. I hope so. There, there needs to be outrage from every party. Marshall. This is outrageous. And we have Marshila calling in to, to comment. Let's see if we can get you on the phone, Marshila. It was having trouble this morning. There you go. I got you. Yes. Sorry, I thought I lost you there for a second. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay. Hey, I wanted I wanted to chime in on this because people think that Oklahoma is super conservative. However, our state Supreme Court is loaded with liberals. And so two of them are up for re-election or reappointment this year, whether well, whether we retain them or not. And we are encouraging everybody to vote no, do not retain. So we've never had Supreme Court justices in Oklahoma removed from office, but there's going to be a big push on to get these, uh, to get everybody to vote to do not retain because we have got to change our Supreme Court judges in Oklahoma. And we also need to change our process of appointing them because the governor only gets three names to choose from and they are picked by the Oklahoma Bar Association. Oh, wow. Really? Not picked by? Yeah. Huh. Nope. Okay, so, well, we'll need the names of those people when it, when the time comes. When when will that be? Well. Will that just be in the general or? Yeah, the general. Okay. But it'll only be the only two state Supreme Court justices on the ballot. Oh, so just no on both of them. That'll be easy. I can even remember that. Do not retain Supreme Court in Oklahoma. Okay. Gotcha. Because we're at risk for this happening to us as well, you know. Which would be so crazy. Like you mentioned, a, a conservative as we are as a, as a state, every county voting red, et cetera, et cetera, then having some crazy deal like that at our Supreme Court level would be just, just mm -hmm. insane. Now, Colorado's not quite so conservative over there as we are. but Right. They're a lot further down the path they oh. used to be, but not anymore. Now, yeah. there are a couple of really good justices. Justin Rowe is excellent, and there's another real conservative. But this year, they're real liberal. Hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for letting us know that. Remind us <laughs> as we get closer. We might forget by then, okay? Oh, and the other thing is we're going to be having our convention, our county convention for the Republicans in February. And the last day to register to be on the list as a registered voter 
to participate in that process will be December 31st of 2023. So if people are looking ahead and they've, they've thought about switching their party affiliation and they would like to come to our county convention, uh, which any registered Republican is welcome to come, you just need to be on the list uh, by December 31st. So make sure you get that done at least a week in advance that you go in and apply because it takes a little bit for them to get you on the list. Okay. Got it. That's all I've got. Okay, Marshila. Well, thank you for your help and, and keeping us informed. We appreciate you. All right. Okay. Bye. Merry Christmas to you. Nine one eight seven five six thirty six forty six. Text or call if you have something you'd like to add. Have a couple of things coming in here on the old text line here. The windy Chevy text line. By the way, okay, all right, break stop. Windy Chevy. Look, you're wanting to get something special for Christmas for somebody. Something different, something unique. They've got stocking stuffers out there at Windy Chevrolet. No, it's not a car. You could buy a car. That'd be good too. You're not going to get it in the stocking unless it's gigantic. But they have these oil change deals, little gift certificate, oil change, stocking stuffers, 49 bucks. Get you an oil change for a gas engine. And that, that's good between now and the 22nd. You got two days. Okay. Okay. So what is today? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's over Friday. So get that done. You, something unique, some different, something everybody can use. Everybody got car almost. And uh, and they need that. So get you get out there, get that deal done, okay? Ah, uh, on the Wendy Chevy text line, somebody said, "Good." The Democrat Supreme Court in Colorado said Trump cannot be on the ballot. They are so wrong. It will get appealed. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. It's going to be appealed and overturned, big time. Some other listener texting in here smells like Hillary revenge. Yeah, well, I don't know if Hillary is involved or not, but it's just, it's just, it's sad, but it's just the way it is. These uh, judges, you know, they're supposed to be impartial and all this kind of stuff. They're just ruling how they, 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 you know, they, they have an intention and then they're finding, trying to find a way to make it come out the way they want it to be. It's kind of like, you know reading the Bible to make it say what you want it to say rather than what it actually says. I know people do that sometimes. And this is what they're doing here on this, on this deal right here. It's just unbelievable. All right. Got another text here. When is the drawing for the $1,000? Thank you. It is tomorrow morning on Tradio. Okay. Now I don't know if you guys have been paying attention or not. I'm, I'm hoping you have, you've been listening to Tradio cause we're doing Turkey talk. We do Turkey talk every year, November and December. And Trisha has been registering people. There's a, there's a way we play the game. And she, she tells you every day on Tradio, how you do it. You listen for the turkeys and the sponsors and the da, 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 da. And you can get in there again today. If you haven't already got yourself registered you can you should listen at nine o'clock. Trisha will tell you how to do it. And the, the drawing's tomorrow morning, like $1,000 going to somebody. Whew. I mean, the brew is big time here, okay? Are you kidding me right now? What a great radio station. Don't you think? Glad to have you guys along for it. Anyway, so so let's, uh, let's see. Let's continue uh, reading what all we got going on. I mean, Mike, Mike. Johnson, Speaker Johnson said the ruling was nothing but a thinly veiled partisan attack. It's not very thinly, very thinly veiled. We all know what it is. Everybody's coming out. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. Ramaswamy, where is he? He has said he is vowing to take his name off of the GOP ballot in Colorado until and unless Trump is reinstated. And he is demanding that Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Chris Christie do the same thing, or else they are complicit in all of this. Now, I think it's admirable that he has, you know, decided he'll, he's going to, you know, rally. They're all rallying the troops around Trump, which is good. Everybody needs to be up outraged about this deal. I think it was a little strong for him to come out and demand. I demand you, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, to do what I'm doing. I mean, that's a little much. You could say, look, you know, you're going to be on the side of democracy. I suggest y'all do the same thing. I think, you know, Ramaswamy is a smart guy. 
but then sometimes he oversteps his little bounds and he gets whatever riding around in his prevost bus. But anyway, that's what he's he's jumped in there. You said he'd take his name off the GOP ballot. So much, so much stuff going on about this deal. It's uh, it's wild. It is wild. Somebody else here on X, uh, Yoram Hazoni. He says some things. Removing the Republican frontrunner from the ballot is not primarily a legal issue. It's something much more pressing. Democracy cannot exist without both major camps in a nation honoring one another. An exchange of honors is necessary for any national vote to be considered legitimate by both sides. Let's continue. Those who say that multiple prosecutions of President Trump amount to election interference are certainly right. But they're worse than that. Disgracing the Republican frontrunner means dishonoring the vast ocean of Americans who support him. Anyone who understands how democracy works can understand that this is a foolish mistake whose result can only be cultivated can, can be to cultivate hatred and to recklessly endanger the future of the country. All of these things should be obvious. It's painful to recognize that elementary political wisdom has become so rare in America and in the democratic world more generally. And this is so true about how, you know, what it takes to keep a, a democracy going. And it, it is faith. It's faith and it's honor in some things like, like, you know, believing and, and justice and truth and some basics. You got to have some basics in there. Faith in the Constitution, some upruling uh, 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 or, you know, an overarching ruling document. The Constitution has got to be honored and cherished and upheld and fought for. And you can't have your side doing these kind of crazy moves and and just cheer it on if it's if it's literally destroying the 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 country that you're in it's like it's like we were talking about yesterday burning your own house down i don't think i'm going to see a lot of outrage from democrats on this i, I just don't think it's going to happen i haven't seen any yet now i don't probably follow a lot of democrats on here that's probably true but i do some and it needs to be outraged to everybody all this political attack, everybody, everybody sees it. Like all the timing, you know, like the timing for the Trump and right before the election and right before Super Tuesday and all the stuff that's coming. It's like this is all to to come against a political opponent. All the legal, all the all the stuff. It's like you know, you, you just if you can't win, you cheat, and that's what the Democrats are doing. They just can't. And they cheated in the the twenty twenty election, and you can't continue to do that and maintain a country. You can't have elections that nobody believes in where you got all these electronic machines and they're tied to, the, to routers hidden in a hotel. And then you can't see what's happening. And they put up, you know, big boards over the windows. So you can't see what's happening when the counting and they're supposed to be supposed to be transparency. I mean, elections are big deals. I mean, hello. I mean, put my name by that quote. Elections are big deals. Brooks Brewer said that one time. There's there's so many repercussions for people who you put in office, and you got to have a system that's trustworthy. And I tell you what, man, I, I I hate to be so doom and gloom all the time, but I fear the country is going to hell in a handbasket, like it's going down. All these things, and it's like, where is the salvation going to come from? Is it going to happen? Is the Lord, God of all the universe, going to allow this thing to just spiral down and just go? Go, you know, it, He might. We've pretty well turned our back on God as a country. A lot of people, of course, have it, and there's a bunch of wonderful God-loving people out there. We know that, but as a whole, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's spooky for me to see all the stuff. And of course, I read all the news all the time. And there's a lot of stuff, a lot. Of, I mean, the financial world, I'm, I'm talking, yeah, I don't know if we'll get into that today or not. We might. Some guy predicting that it's, we're, we'll see the, the biggest crash in our lifetimes in 2024. Economists are saying it's, it's all been a, a house of cards, man. It's been built on falsehoods for 15 years. It's coming, crashing down in 2024. So I read that this week. Ah, that's lovely. That's what I, okay, great. The biggest crash since the Great Depression 
maybe bigger. And then we got this crazy election cycle next year. It, whoo. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> going to be interesting. Okay. It looks like I may have the, uh, the new AI assistant Grok on my X here. I, I don't know. No, I have to upgrade to, to premium to get that. I haven't done that yet. I don't know if I'm going to. All right. I'm not going to do that right now. I'm, I'm doing a show. I can't stop it. Stop it. Okay. What else do we have? What else are people saying about this? Uh, here's, here's something that's kind of interesting too. I think, uh, speaking about democracy, Trump, Trump's genius is he makes his enemies into what they accuse him of to protect democracy. They violate democracy to fight racism. They implement literal race quotas to protect the norms. They violate the norms. Trump is a spotlight, an accelerant on the contradictions of the elite. And we see this all the time happening now. Everything that they accuse Trump of doing or he will do is everything that the Democrats are doing. It is so interesting to me how they, they think they can get away with that kind of stuff. And it's so funny to me. I hear I heard Liz Cheney the other day, or I, I saw something, a headline or whatever it was. Liz Cheney, oh, my God, if Trump gets in, he's going to hire attorneys to destroy the Constitution. She talks just like that. And I'm like, you know, it's 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 so interesting to these people. Do they? He didn't do any of that the first time he was in office. Why would he all of a sudden decide, you know, I think I'll just destroy the Constitution this time I get in office. You know, I didn't start World War III last time, but I think I'll just start it next time. I mean, like he's they're. they're <laughs> They try to fearmonger you so badly with all of these crazy predictions. Oh, if he gets in, he's going to do X, Y, and Z, and the democracy is over and it's gone. And it's like, well, he didn't do any of that the first time. It, it, we were rocking and rolling the first time he was in office. Why would he all of a sudden come in? Shut the hell up. You know, you're. Just blowing smoke and taking up good air. My gosh, people. Anyway, they keep doing it, trying to scare everybody. Oh, my gosh, if we get Trump in this, you know. And now they're kicking him off the ballot in Colorado, man. You know Colorado. They have lost it. They got great skiing over there. I love I love the mountains. I love Colorado. I love to get up in the woods. We got up and let the people over there. My gosh, what the heck? They've lost it, man. Anyway. That's uh, that's not going to work. Let's keep, let's keep going here and see what this guy says. He's a smart guy. Where is he? Right here. Jonathan Turley. You know who that is? Bo Snurdly's got him on his page. Let's see what he says here about it. He's got Kaylee McEnany's interviewing this dude. Let's just listen in. I haven't even listened to this yet. Let's see what they say. Matt Whitaker, Greg Jarrett, thank you for your expertise. Well, joining us now with more legal analysis, Fox News contributor Jonathan Turley. Thank you for joining us, Professor Turley. Tease this out with us, because January, this ballot has to be finalized. There's a Janu January 4th date listed here. How does this play out? Well, it puts this on a rocket docket for the Supreme Court. They've got to get involved. They've got to get involved, first of all, because there's not much time to make a final decision. And they also have got to get involved because this is dead wrong. I think they're wrong on the law. I just published a piece in Georgetown on this theory. And I think that it is fundamentally flawed, it, uh, both in terms of the language of the Constitution and the history. What's striking, Kaylee, about this opinion is that there was a series of barriers, a couple of which you just discussed, in applying this provision uh, to bar Trump. They had to adopt the most sweeping interpretation on every single issue in order to get where they wanted to go. The only part of the opinion that is not sweeping and broad is when they get to the First Amendment and free speech. Then they adopt a narrow interpretation. They suggest that Trump doesn't have free speech protections. But in order to establish that he committed or was engaged in insurrection, they go back to speeches in 2016. Uh, and they basically daisy chain these speeches to say, look, he's been at this for a long time. I think that the factual and legal basis of this opinion 
uh, is, is really so porous that the Supreme Court will make fast work of it. So there you go. And there it goes on. But he, now, Jonathan Turley, you probably have seen Jonathan Turley. He's on Fox a lot and he's, he's a professor of law and all that kind of stuff. Smart guy. So anyway, so, so there you go. It, it, look, this is going nowhere. It's not going to go anywhere. It, you know, it's, it's just going to ma make him look like a bunch of idiots and it's going to give Trump a boost. It's what it's going to do. It's I promise you it's already done it. He's getting a boost out of this deal. Okay. All right. Okay. What time is it? 830. Have we paid any bills today? No, we haven't yet, but we're going to do that right now. And then we're coming right back. 831 is our time. Good Wednesday morning to you. Welcome to the program. It's Brewers Breathing. I'm Brooks Brewer. And I'm glad to have you with us for the show at 918-756-3646 if you want to get involved. All right. So I had somebody send us a text this morning about a story that is absolutely heart-wrenching. I don't know anything about this story except what I just now read on that commercial break. But Fox 23 out of Tulsa has a story, the headline saying, Okmulgee County mom says 12-year-old son shot and killed himself after being bullied. And um, and so they talked to this mother, uh, News Fox 23, Ellie Balance, Balance died Friday at St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa. Uh, his mom, Kayla Balance, says her son was so badly bullied that he made it into a locked bedroom got into a locked gun case and loaded a gun to take his own life. She said, I don't know what happened. Something happened Wednesday that caused my child to shoot himself. We had a locked bedroom door, a locked gun case. All our guns are unloaded. Uh, says uh, he shot himself in the living room of their family home after school when he was bullied. Uh, Ten-year-old brother found him in there, which is just, is just so traumatic. I mean, like, you, you can't even imagine this kind of stuff happening and the trauma and uh, oh my gosh it's a nightmare she says of course tell uh just just you know and so you know the story kind of goes on a little bit i mean i, I so from, from what she's saying that he was being bullied at school and and um you know you hear about these things from time to time and and it's it's a real it's a real deal. And I saw another kid uh, story. I don't know where it wasn't anything local, just some headline. You know, you're reading through. It was this week though, and it was a whole different setup. It was a kid's mother has some kind of website, maybe OnlyFans or something. I don't know, but she was so a bunch of kids at school had pictures of this kid's mother, and they were passing them around, and 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 he felt so ashamed that he wanted to take his life. I don't think he did, but there was some, maybe he talked to a counselor or something, but that was his mother being stupid and putting herself out there and, and the kids were passing around her pictures and he was ashamed. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's devastating what these kids go through. You know, I don't know. Bullying is nothing new. Like it's kids have been bullied forever and it's, it's never, it's never good. But I, I don't know how you handle this. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've raised three boys and I, I don't know, I, I see parents today and I, I, you know, there's this been this whole wave of, I think parenting over the years has gotten, we, we baby our kids too much, I think, for one thing. And I think, and I'm not saying anything about this family. I don't know this family. I don't know how she raised her kids. I don't know anything about this. I'm not speaking about her or anything like that at all. What I'm saying is we've got to do better at, preparing our kids for stresses in life. I mean, if you're hovering over your kids all the time and protecting them so much for anything that ever could go wrong in their life, they're not going to know how to handle it when something does go wrong or when they get pressure or if they get bullied. You know what I'm saying? And again, don't, don't take me wrong. I'm not saying anything about this family. I don't know anything about this family. You know, every situation is different and it's, it's tragic. It's horrific what has happened to this family and I can't even imagine it, but I'm just saying as, as a, you know, as, as parents, we have to do our best, and and I think most parents do their best to prepare kids to be to be, you know, you, you can't protect them always, but you can prepare them for things. I think, or try to, you know, prepare them for for stresses in life and and falls and 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 disappointments and loss. You know, it's kind of like 
you know, the, the sports where every kid is a winner. Every kid gets a trophy. We can't have a kid lose and get his feelings hurt in a sporting event because, well, that would crush their self-esteem. It's crap like that that we've been taught for generations now. And it's just, it's, it's not preparing kids for life, you know, because life comes at you pretty hard sometimes. And we, we got to learn to prepare our kids. And, you know, that's just uh, horrible. I appreciate you sending that in. And, and we need to be praying for this family, man. Golly, dog, that the boy and the family and the shoot, all of it's just, here's all these pictures here on Fox 23, of this good looking kid and family. And I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just beyond imagination what they got to be going through. So try to remember to pray for them. If you think about that, that would be awesome of you to do. Um, and Tony is finally here. Hi, Tony. Welcome to the to the program. Uh, okay, so what else? What do what, what we got? 8.37 is our time. What else we got in news? What do we got? Oh, there's the story I was telling you about from the Epoch Times. Economist claims 2024 will be uh, bring the biggest crash of our lifetime in the United States. You want, <laughs> you want some good news today? Something to kind of, you know, get you in the mood? Since 2009, this has been 100% artificial, unprecedented money printing and deficits, $27 trillion over 15 years to be exact, says Harry Dent. He's telling this to Fox Business on Tuesday. This is off the charts, 100% artificial, which means we're in a dangerous state. He says, I think 24 will be the biggest single crash we'll see in our lifetimes. Oh, boy. Just what I wanted to hear. Maybe we'll have to be, really become preppers now. I don't know. You know, it's a prediction. And, and people miss predictions sometimes, right? Uh, like this. However, in a recent note, investment banking firm Goldman Sachs raised its 12, 2024 S&P 500 target by 8%. So they think it's going to improve. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully. This guy thinks we're going to lose, uh, you know, 63% of these of the market value. They're saying it's going to go up by 8%. I'm hoping for them, aren't you? <laughs> and let's see somebody else. What does it say? Some of them say, yeah, they, they, they think it's going to be good. I don't know. I, you know, who do you believe? And this is the, this is what people are saying nowadays with everything. Who do you believe? We are in a state, ladies and gents, in life where we don't know who to believe. You know, fortunately, you've landed upon the Brewers breathing, and we've helped settle some of that for you. But, you know, in, in other times, you don't know who do we believe? Who do we believe? They tell you to eat a carnivorous diet, eat meat only. No, eat plants only. No, meat, plants. No. It's like, who do you believe? Who's right? I don't know. How do you find out? You, get, you do the research, and the one study says this, and the one study says that. And it's like, how do you know? Who do you believe? Do you believe it's going to be the biggest crash? It's going to be the big, we're going to be the biggest boon. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's like, who, who's right? Who, how do you, I, 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 and so I don't know. <laughs> Anybody have an answer to that? I didn't know. I didn't know. However, I do believe this is is maybe kind of a baseline you could kind of think about whenever you're you're listening to somebody. I was we were talking about this over dinner last night with mom. She's been staying with us for a few days. It's been so nice. It's always good to have mom uh, nearby. And David Jennings. David Jennings is calling. Let's go to David first. Let's go to the phones. Hang on. Stand by, David. Pushing buttons now. Okay, go, man. Go. You're on the air. Okay. You struck it. A... I struck it. Uh, wait a minute. You're now off the air. Let me get, get you back on. Now you're back on. Go again. <laughs> okay. Are we there, folks? We're in. Hey, test one, two, go. You're on the air, David. Well, you struck a nerve with that kid, man. Oh, shoot, man. Yeah, you struck a nerve with me. You know what I am about kids and suicide and all that stuff. And what? probably will happen and i hope happens in a lot of those cases they're going to go looking for who is bullying them yeah they will do that i've seen that one too many times and uh, what uh, 
I can't remember. You, now, when, hey, when you say they, when they say they are going to go look, who are you talking about? School administrators or, oh, the police. School oh. administrators, the police, um, because it is illegal to bully. It is major legal. Really? So they're, they're, oh, there's a law. Okay. Yeah, there's a law against this. Well, but they're, they're minors. I mean, these kids are 10, 11, 12 years old. No, and that's what's really sad, which brings me to the other point is parents, when you hear of your kids being bullied or something's going wrong, don't send them back into the same situation. Well, take because it. Because this bullying yeah. nowadays is horrible. I mean, they don't, they're, they're wrong anyway for doing it. But it's okay to yank your kids out of that school. There is no problem with that. If it's going to save that kid's life, do it. Well, I think there, yeah, I think there may be multiple answers to that question. That may be yeah. one of the answers. Counseling, you know, obviously counseling, <laughs> taking it seriously, talking to the kid, talking them through it. How do you handle it? What if it happens again? I mean, all those things, you know, right? Yeah. Well, these kids sometimes they get scared if they're being threatened. I mean, right. if you go to the principal, this is what we're going to do. It, it's just when someone takes their own life at twelve years old. Oh. That's, yeah. I mean, come on. There, there's got to be a line drawn there that well, you don't cross. And they need I mean, to. They need to. I mean, somebody needs to find the bully and have a big time kneecap session, session with the bully and, and explain. You know what what happens. This is not just fun and games, man. Some kids, you know, this is where where it goes. You know, and you can't and you can't go there. So I mean, that somebody needs to get a hold of whoever was doing it, you know, to have a discussion. I think. For, I mean, at the, the very least. Oh, there's. Well, I remember uh, there's, and I can't remember the case exactly. This happened a while back, but and the kid was a little old, about fourteen. But they actually put criminal charges against the bullies. Oh yeah. Well, and I tell you what, some of that needs to reverberate through the schools too, and so the other kids are a little bit nervous before they decided to, you know, get, be involved in bullying somebody else. They might need to think there might be jail time, or there might be kicked out of school time, or there might be whatever punishment. You know, you would think that if a kid thought their bullying was going to lead somebody to take their own life, they'd stop it anyway. But kids are brutal sometimes. Well, they can be, and you know, parents need to be a lot more strict against their son when they find out they're bullied or daughter or whatever because girls can be just as bad oh as girls, so. girls can get yeah it's absolutely it's not it's not just the guys that's for sure but people need let's pray for that family because they're really going to need like, oh. i cannot imagine losing a 12 year old that would just oh no you know, i've lost two cousins to suicide and it's just like what in the world's wrong with you mm, you know yeah that's, but that just really struck a nerve I just suicide to me is just a horrible thing. You know how I am on that. And then it comes to a kid. You know how I'm about kids. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But absolutely. Uh, pray for this family, guys. And if you know this family, please support them. Give them the love they need. Absolutely. I mean, can you dig it? Yes, sir. Thank you, David. Appreciate you. Go. Pardon me. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Bye bye. See you, buddy. Bye bye. Um, okay. So what do we got? 844 is our time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot. What else we got up in here? What else we got? We got, uh, we got Senator Langford. He's on Fox with Bill Hemmer. And he's talking about the border. I guess he's one of the lead negotiators. Here's what he has to say. Just a real quick clip. Yeah, we are making real progress on this. We finally have everybody at the table and everyone admitting that this is a national security crisis that we do have to address. That's actually progress that may seem shocking to a lot of viewers, but that's taken a long time to be able to get to this point, especially thinking about we had the highest September in history, the highest October in history, the highest November in history, and this will be the highest December in history of any crossings of any time on our southwest border. So it is absolutely spiraling out of control, as you've highlighted over and over again. So our focus has been on how to get this back under control. That's setting caps and limits. Uh, that's actually dealing with how we process asylum, that we're not just releasing people uh, to be able to do asylum later. They've got to actually do the qualification right there and to be able to turn around people that don't qualify. That's the way to be able to get this under control. We all know it. It's just getting common agreement on it. Yeah. So, so finally, he... <laughs> 
We got some people to the table. After we've had records, September, October, November, December, record numbers pouring in from all over the planet. Now, I mean, I'm seeing people from China and Afghanistan and Africa and Guinea, and they're, they're, they're everywhere, right? They're pouring in. Bunch of men, uh, just everybody. Just And, and it's, 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 just, it's, it's crazy to me. I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't be. It takes all of that to finally, we're getting to the table. We got them to the table. We're having to talk now. That's actually progress. Like, okay, can, can we shut the gate, build some walls? I, I, you know, I, and I guess it's just the way it goes, man. You know what I'm saying? It just takes, takes forever. Seems like it takes forever. I did see somewhere in the news that Katie Hobbs of Arizona is calling up the National Guard. And she's a liberal leftist. Right here it is, a story. As Arizona Katie Hobbs announces via executive order, she is deploying the Arizona National Guard to the Arizona border, saying the federal government is refusing to do its job to secure our border. She adds that the Biden administration hasn't responded to her reimbursement request. So she's calling up the National Guard as governor. And I'm thinking, well, you know, that's what, why hasn't governor of Texas done that more effectively or, you know, consistently? Like, what is going on? I don't know. <laughs> Shocking, I know, right? Uh, okay. Have you heard about this story? Probably not. There's a, a young woman somewhere. She drives up to the top of a parking garage on the top where there's no roof. She's at the very top. And she takes this little white lap dog little white puppy kind of, I mean, it looks like maybe an old dog and she throws it off the roof of the parking garage to the dog's death down below. And this is being reported with the New York post and it's all caught on the security video cameras from the parking garage. She didn't know they were on watching her. I mean, here's a whole, here's a whole picture, man. You see her have the dog and then the dog is flying off the roof. And down it goes. And she, she, I guess she, they caught her. She's in jail now. She said, quote, I did her a favor, end quote. People are dumb. People are dumb. Now, there is outrage over this, and rightfully so. However, had she only killed an unborn child, well, she would be applauded. There would be no outrage. And, and there you have a twisted society. You see where we are. On this? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. All right. Just throwing stuff around here. What else we got? No, what do we have? Jenna Ellis talking about the Colorado opinion says what's so crazy about this opinion. There's no limiting principle. Republicans should immediately file suit in Colorado to remove Joe Biden from the ballot citing his failure to secure the border and allowing in, in the invasion, et cetera, et cetera. There's no limiting principle or factor. So <laughs> take our man off. We'll take your man off. Well, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, so that's probably, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen here? It's just absolutely wild, isn't it? See? <laughs> yes, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's setting up to be a wild 24, isn't it? Whoo, mercy. It's going to, it's going to get, it's going to get weirder all the time. Weird, weird. Let's see. What do we got here? Uh, okay. All right. So, all right. What do we got? We got, we got a little bit of time, but not too much time. A little bit of time. Let's see what we got over here in the news. I want to remind you now. I know I, I reminded you in the beginning and some people were late getting in here. I'm not going to name names, Tony. I mean, but uh, the the Wendy Chevy has got this deal going for two days. Well, three, I guess, count now. They just, today, tomorrow, and Friday, you can get a $49 oil change gift certificate, and it's for the stocking, all right? You got stockings up? We don't have stockings up. But you might have a stocking. You, got a stock, you need a present, something unique, 49 bucks gas oil change, Wendy Chevy. That's a great gift. Everybody needs that. Everybody will use that. You know, don't get something that somebody doesn't want, they don't need. 
Don't do that. Get them something that they really can use. An oil change. Okay. Great stocking stuffer. It's going on right now at Wendy Chevrolet. All right. Okay. 852, about to wrap it up. And then Tradio's coming in here. Trisha, she's she going to get you signed up for $1,000 in turkey talks. Don't miss it. It, it says here in a study that phones are making students dumber. <laughs> Smartphones are making the kids dumber. What do you think about that? The relationship between teenagers' phone use and their mental health has been a growing concern for years. In fact, researchers such as Jonathan Haidt and Jean Twinge have leaked the emergence of smartphones and social media as the intentional centerpiece of teenage life to a sharp decline in student well-being beginning around 2012. Some have gone so far as to suggest that smartphone use is systematically reducing student achievement. I'm likely to agree with that on the face of it. How about you? Recently, the Program for International Student Assessment released its latest report with test 15-year-olds in math, reading, and science in nearly 80 countries in the world over three years. It's a renowned study. And what does it say? Americans, although did score lower in math than any other year in the history of the test, there was a more pressing matter at hand. COVID-induced learning loss created an unprecedented drop in performance globally, which was near three times as large as any other prior change. That was, remember, the experts told us to, what to do on that deal. Also highlights America's persistent inequalities. Black and Hispanic students consistently scored below Asian and white students who tend to perform equally as well as their peers across the globe. COVID was a big issue. And possibly smartphones making the kids dumber. I tell you what else it does. It depresses kids. Not only making them dumber, but it's making them more depressed. I don't know if you've seen all that. You, you probably have. I mean, you talk to, talk to some kids. If they're honest, many of them will tell you. And I think it's even, they get, I've, I've seen this in some 25, 30-year-old kids too. They're, I call them kids, of course. And like, I just wish I could get off social media altogether. I wished I could get off of it. I can't, but I wished I could. It's depressing. People get depressed. They look at all this stuff. They go, oh, look at, look at Thuvi. She's having a wonderful life. She's running around New York City at Christmas time. Yeah, it looks fantastic. And here I am in my horrible life. And it, it just people just get a, get a false picture of what's really happening out there, right? It's just, it's just anyway, it's, it, it can be completely depressing for kids. But they stay on it. They get hooked. And some adults be hooked. He <laughs> just kids, is it? It is not. Um, okay. All right. So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe so. Here's speaking of kids, a poll has come out. A shocking poll. Gen Z. Let's let's just get the, the rate, the, the time. Um, what is Gen Z? I wanted to get the dates for how the Gen Zers are. They're the young ones now. Let's see what it says right here. Kids born between, in the mid-1990s to the early 2010s. All right, so that would be the Gen Zers. That's that age group there, born from the mid-1990s to the early 2010s. They... Uh, are a bunch of uh, anti-Semitic folks. They want an end to Israel. Say calls for genocide do not violate university conduct codes. And it, we, we talked about this some, um, obviously, and, and we see these college kids and Gen Zers, and they're they're, they're just brainwashed, man. They 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 twenty percent of them don't think the Holocaust even happened. Another twenty two percent say it's exaggerated. They're out there in the streets calling for the genocide of Israel, the oppressors. And it's disgusting that they've been brainwashed. I don't even blame the kids, quite frankly. What do they know? Nothing. But they've been schooled. In the elite schools, particularly. 
So, so disgusting and so maddening. Ruining a generation of kids, brainwashing them to, to think things like they think. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. What is this? A recent poll, another poll conducted by the New York Slimes and Siena College reveals that a former president, Donald Trump, leads President Joe Biden by two percentage points in a matchup. Two points. It's like neck and neck. Isn't that shocking to you? I mean, I don't even know if this poll is real, and it doesn't even matter. All right? It's like it's like Democrats, and I don't know, I guess the Democrats say the same thing about the Republicans. They're going to vote for their man no matter what. Uh, like, I mean, think about it. America is, <laughs> it's burning down, okay? Their man Oatmeal for brains who can't put a sentence together is burning it down. Okay? He lit the match since he stepped in office. You got an invasion coming across. You got eight to ten million illegals in the country now. God only knows what all their plans are. You got an economy that's where's my button? Gone. So many issues with this guy, your man, the Democrats guy up there, but you're gonna vote for him again. We vote, well, yeah, we're gonna vote with Democrats, bye, bye. bye. If it's Trump or Biden, well, I'm going to go with Biden. I mean, I, you know, I can't vote for Trump. Can't vote for Trump. Everything was better back then, but I can't vote for that guy. Yes, my life was better. My my 401k, everything about my life was better. Gas prices, food prices. Yeah, okay, yes, but but no, I can't bring myself to vote for Trump. I'm going to have to vote for Biden. I mean, how do the Democrats, how do you do that? Shocking to me. I will never understand it. <laughs> never understand that. Burn your own house down if you want to. Just don't burn mine down with it, okay? Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time. I'm sorry to announce, but I hope you have a fantastic Wednesday. I appreciate you joining me here. We're going to get this out there on the podcast world, and then we're going to do it again Friday. That's the plan. And I hope you have a, a good one. Tradio is now.